I don't know if you've ever had one of those emails where after each line you keep on reading, it just gets you more and more excited. You might have just got accepted into something. It might be some really great news, something potentially in the future that just really excites you. Well, I got one of those emails earlier this year. It was an invitation to work on a new tech startup in Perth by the name of Zap with two Zs. And the reason why that email got me particularly excited, well, it was actually to do with electric vehicles, more so Teslas. This startup was the beginnings of a redefinition of how we look at cars and how we use cars, not only in Perth, but in Australia and beyond. And that was exciting. But he also promised that I'd be able to test out the founder's Tesla at some point. So that was an extra level of excitement too. I've been working with Pred, the founder of Zap, uh, and his team for a little over a few months now. And it's been a real journey. I've done everything from web design to logo construction, brainstorming on progressive web apps and everything in between. It's been a lot of fun, uh, but I think the most fun I've had during the whole process was when Pred and I decided to record our conversation while we were driving around in his Tesla the other day. So I wanted to share that with you in How To Be Curious's next episode. And we are pretty much talking about not only Zap and the car that he drives, but the reasons why he does both of those things. Working on this new business and driving a car that has never ever cost him anything in petrol. It was an interesting conversation, but an even more interesting reason why we were sitting in a Tesla during it. This is How To Be Curious. I'm Kai Luffel. My name's Pred. Um, I'm a Tesla owner, first and foremost, so um, I love my Model S, and I'm also uh, the founder of Zap, which is an all-electric rideshare, similar to Uber, where you request a car, and the difference being, you get an electric car, which other rideshare companies do not facilitate at the moment. I'm also passionate about customer service and offering a premium service to, to clients, so I'll be working on um, a chauffeur service uh, consisting of Tesla Model S and X cars, which is sort of more the, um, the premium vehicles that Tesla offers. Fantastic. Uh, and I think that's, that's a really good sort of place to start because, you know, in this podcast, I talk a lot about curiosity and the reason that I'm actually sitting in uh, this Tesla right now driving, and for those listening at home, you might not actually pick that up because it's such a quiet car. Um, we're actually driving right now, having a chat. Um, the reason I'm sitting here is because uh, I actually got curious about the work that you've been doing with Zap, um, mm. and you actually brought me on board to do some some digital work. And from there, um, you know, I've been able to really understand uh, what you're working on, the mission, the reason why, and really be a part of it. Um, and for that, I'm grateful. But I wanted to, before I sort of dig into my curiosity around it, I'd actually love to understand what first got you curious about electric vehicles, Teslas, what was that point for you like? 
Well, I think for myself, I've always thought of electric cars um, as small, um, not very, I guess, efficient cars that you can't really, you know, take on long trips that lack the performance and all the things that you really look for in a vehicle, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I guess Tesla really put electric vehicles on the map for me. I mean, prior to Tesla, I never ever considered. I was a petrol head. I admit it. I loved my um, performance vehicles, the V8s and all yeah. that. But um, <laughs> yeah, truth be told, I, I, I remember my first experience of a Tesla, and I was driving on the highway, and I saw this thing, and I thought, "Gosh, that looks really flash. What is it? It had like a T badge, right?" Yeah. So I managed to speed up and um, uh, catch up to it. Um, and yeah, it had Tesla on it. I went home and Googled it and it's sort of, uh, the love affair started from there, right? And, um, love at first sight. Love at first sight, <laughs> literally. Now, it's a funny story. I just happened to go on Facebook and I said, you know, I've got to get my hands on one. There were no showrooms and still to date, there's, there are no Tesla showrooms. Now, that's done to subsidize the vehicle costs, right? Yeah. But um, long story short, I reached out to a local Facebook group of owners and that's when I met um, a certain owner who managed to uh, facilitate a test drive for me. And I know it's cliche, but once you go electric, you literally cannot go back. The <laughs> Love affair just multiplied and heightened. It reached new heights. Then I said to myself, <laughs> "I've got to get one." Yeah. Right? And, and you did. And I did. Yeah. And I worked hard, and I've got one. But then it, it went beyond that because suddenly I realized there's got to be a lot more people out there like myself who are, are curious about the technology and about the cars, especially Teslas. And said, "How can I afford them?" Because you the were same there opportunity. yourself. You know, you were in that point where you were like. I want to be able to do that but you know for some people that's just not accessible that's right and it's not and it's a sad thing that it's not but yeah as you would know Kai with all technology it's the early adopters that Absolutely. end up paying more yeah. in order to make these things mainstream and therefore more affordable yeah. so I knew very well what I was getting myself into but to be honest with you a lot of people might not know this but electric cars have a lot less parts that can go wrong I mean for starters there's no engine yeah no, so. no real moving parts except for what's happening between the motor correct that is just electrically driven correct and the front we call it the frunk the yes. front trunk there's nothing in there so yeah. you treat it like your extra storage really I love when you first showed me um, this car you rocked up my house and you opened up the front boot and obviously most people are used to that front area being open you see engines and wires i saw i think a picnic blanket or something <laughs> similar or a lunchbox <laughs> in this sort of small boot version in the front of your car that's right yeah and I, I, i'll never forget your face but just to let our sort of listeners know we're, we're driving in a model s so this is the more premium variant of all the models but um, even the Model 3, so it, it is a consistent feature throughout electric cars, especially Teslas, the, the frunk, so that all owners know that there is that extra storage compartment. But back to the whole topic that we started, which is what, what is that driving force? Well, for me, it was to share the car. So it started off with myself registering for Uber, funnily enough. Yeah. I said, you know what? What better way to share the car than to start Uber, you know, and have strangers, pick up strangers in a Model S. And I'll tell you what, it, it achieved exactly that the look of astonishment on their faces <laughs> when you rock up that's right and I'm someone who like I said my philosophy is to make the cars accessible to everyday folk so for me I wasn't even doing uber black I was doing normal everyday uber and you should see Nakai the way that people people were videoing me as I was rocking up they would jump in the car some people don't even know what it is They're like what is it and I jokingly say it's a spaceship with wheels you know <laughs> so um, and then they look at the screen they go wow is your screen big enough I said possibly 
Could be bigger, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, but for the listeners who don't know, it's a massive screen, isn't it? It's like a computer screen on its side. Mm. And everything is channeled and powered through this screen. You've got a very bare, minimalistic look inside, which actually appeals to me greatly. I mean, when you look at the petrol cars, they all look the same inside. And to me, it's a bit cumbersome having all those buttons and all those dials. I'm a guy who I value minimalistic sort of approach. And this is this just, like I said, it's perfect. It does the job for me. And like I said, the performance also is there. Suddenly, things like range and the whole charging anxieties around cars like this, they become non-existent because once you get into touch with early adopters like myself yeah. and you start that conversation with me saying, hey, Pred, how is it driving a car like this? Does it pay itself off? I can tell you right now it does. Mm. For starters, I mean, I've had no servicing costs for a couple of years. All I've done is change my tires and hey, I drive this thing like crazy. Yeah, I know. I'm clocking I on know. at least 300 kilometers a day. <laughs> so that's someone who's overusing their car. Can you imagine someone just doing day-to-day -day driving yeah. around town? Yeah, wow. So like I said, for me, the running cost. Very economical. Yeah, let's say I was just going to work and back 50 kilometers a day, probably about $15 a week. That's you can't crazy. beat that. I mean, it, it, they're, they're things that you can't really argue with. And the cheaper it gets, as more people invest in it, you know, the more we'll see of these types of cars, you know, in, into the future. And I think the, the point you made about doing that Uber, you know, getting everyday people that this just wouldn't be accessible to, uh, you know, especially, you know, for a lot of the young people listening, you know, you might be buying your first car. For nearly all of you, something like a Tesla is completely out of the price range for a first car. But to be able to jump in and have a, have a drive and have a chat to a really experienced owner about it, that's a great experience. And I dare say sparks their curiosity about these types of cars. Oh, it does. And it makes them sort of sit back and go, hey, let, you know, we might not be able to afford a Tesla now and then, but um, what are the models? What other makes are available to us? You know, there's a mm. Nissan Leaf that's floating around. There's, you know, Hyundai's done um, a Kona electric version, like a sort of SUV, sort of four-wheel drive type. Volvo's getting onto it. Volvo's, you know? everyone's getting onto it. You even look at the luxurious, sort of more prestigious makers like Mercedes, Audi, BMW. Tesla literally has sparked a revolution, pun yeah. intended. They've yeah. done it. And I'm so <laughs> thrilled to be driving one. And like I said, that casual uber sort of day-to-day -day driving led to a bigger vision for me it evolved and diversified into why why do i need uber why can i i mean for me i'll give you my personal experience yeah, yeah. i was sitting there one day going geez that client really wanted to book me again and hey i offered a great service but it was the car they wanted again and uber you can't you just can't do it on uber you know something sure. that surely there's an avenue that we can explore that something i can create where I can link up users with passionate Tesla owners who can offer that rideshare sort of service yeah. and thus uh, enable everyday folk um, to experience these cars if they can't afford them to at least, you know, be, feel a part of a movement, experience right? Experience it, yeah. Fantastic. And, mm. and I think I like, I, when I've been working with you on, on this project and doing, you know, website work and graphic design work, I, I've you know, been having conversations with you about what we're trying to communicate to people in the you know the digital side of things and it's all really um, consistent with that message and it's giving people you know a really accessible experience that is better for the planet that is more economical long term uh, and that you know is really fun really exciting you know having a look at some of the features on this screen and knowing that 
you're able to, I mean, what some some of them are absolutely crazy. You can turn this this huge screen into a fireplace, and the seat warmers come on. And yeah, the romantic know. mode. Yeah, that's what it's called. That's yeah. fantastic. So like little things like that just make the, the car even more enjoyable. I mean, did you know that when you're parked up or charging, you can now stream Netflix or YouTube? That's crazy. Yeah. So it literally is. I say to people, it's 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 an iPad on wheels. If yeah. you really think about it. Yeah. But going back to your comment about you know, uh, making sure that you're, you know, contributing to the environment that, look, I get it. I get that it's still, in some sense, in essence, coal powered at the moment. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I always say to people, someone needs to start something. Yeah. You know, it takes one, doesn't it? Yeah, to get it a whole movement going. Yes. And to me, zero emissions are better than emissions, right? Yeah. So we're getting there. And that's why I think it's very important. And rather than look at the, the negatives of something that's actually a quite a big positive that mm. we focus and push this movement so that we can sooner achieve uh, and, and hopefully reverse or stall the effect that we're having on our environment. Yeah. Do you reckon? Uh, absolutely. I mean, when you have this, this concept of, you know, climate change being so present in our, our news and, you know, our worlds, uh, you know, we sort of find that there are, there are really a challenging amount of steps that we need to take for a lot of us to make any real difference and you know by allowing people to to choose a service like zap down the track to be able to actually jump in a, a tesla or any other electric vehicle you know when they could be just jumping in any other car themselves by making that choice even if you're not at the point where you can make that purchase for a, for one yourself just being able to have that experience is a really great step in the right direction mm. There are people out there who still think, believe it or not, that Teslas or electric cars are a thing of the future. I mean, the future is now, they're here. This they're is what I'm trying to present. convey. Yeah. The present, yeah. And uh, to give you an idea, you've got people who are interested in the cars, but are asking me questions like, can you drive the car in rain? <laughs> and this is, I know, yeah, look, our first instinct is to laugh at these people, but to be honest with you, it's a perfectly viable question when yeah. you think about it. How yeah. can you mix up? But the thing is, the technology is there. It's perfectly safe to drive in the rain, even charge in the rain. So once you start educating the public, and, I'm, and look, the only way we're going to achieve this is if we can get on board and offer service to get to get more, you know, to get people comfortable with the idea. That's right, to get them more comfortable and to just give them, endow them with the knowledge to then go and go go ahead and make a more informed decision about their next car. And spark that curiosity. Correct, yes. And look, according to Morgan Stanley research, the average petrol car owner contemplates swapping or does swap their petrol car every five years. Did you know that Tesla offers an eight-year warranty on the battery and drivetrain unit? Wow. That's amazing. I mean, Incredible. People talk about replacement batteries. I've got a friend, right? Yeah. He bought the very first Model S um, in 2012. Wow. He's lost about 23 kilometers range in five years' time yeah. and has only touched his tires. I mean, like I said, I'm happy if I can get seven years or guaranteed eight out of a car and my battery's still at 95% health or even 90% health, yeah. it does not warrant a battery replacement for me. No. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And have you seen the look of them? I mean, obviously you've seen the S, but did you see the threes today? The, the Model Threes? They looked, they looked so, so well rounded and well made, and 
Timeless. Time, yeah. Timeless comes to mind, like a yeah. timeless classic design that will see us through the ages. I want to have a chat about something that I think some of our listeners have probably sure. heard a little bit about, maybe, the Cybertruck. Right. Mm. It's it's something that I think a lot of people didn't fully expect, especially <laughs> if you're not a keen watcher of Tesla and Elon Musk and what they're doing. It's a lot of hype around it, right? It is, and I mean, yeah. the the car itself has really caused that hype. Yeah. It's, it's wildly different to the, the, the rounded... Absolutely radical, you know, isn't it? The rounded Teslas that we've seen so far. What are your thoughts on it? Look, to be honest with you, first and foremost, for a bit of a laugh, people say it's a car um, from the future or you know, for the future, whatever. I think it's a car from a post-apocalyptic future. I mean, that thing looks like it would survive anything, right? Drive through anything, probably. Yeah. <laughs> now, a lot of people don't know. There was a little bit of a mishap at the unveiling. Now, I just want to inform you know, the, the viewers and yeah. listeners tonight or wherever you yeah, are that yeah. uh, the thing is... They tested it prior, and they, without knowing it, they'd actually made micro-fractures in the class. Yeah. So it was a bit, look, but to be honest with you, bad publicity is good publicity. The fact is, people are talking about it, and not just that, people who, who don't even own a Tesla have put down a deposit for this truck. Including yourself. Including yeah. myself, that's right. And you do own a Tesla, so. Yeah, and I'll tell you my, why I did it. I mean, I can only speak for myself here, but if, if Elon released a pickup truck that that looks like a Ford Ranger or F-150 Raptor or whatever, you know, like a yeah. Navara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if it just looks like a standard Any pickup truck, yeah. you'll find that the people already driving the Hiluxes, um, the Tritons and all these sort of utes that are, that are widely consumed in Australia, yeah. they're very much brand loyal, right? Yes, Would you agree? Absolutely. So that you'll probably find that they'll sort of sit there and go, well, I'll just wait till the electric version of my car comes out. Sure. Now, for me, the Cybertruck defies all expectation. It defied all expectation because it was so radical out there that it, it, it curbed people's curiosity, as you yeah, would say. Yeah. Their intrigue was there. And I can tell you right now, it's got the performance and features everything to match. And a single motor Cybertruck for 65000 Australian dollars, or thereabouts. Yeah, sure. You know, I mean, now you're talking. Now you you're know, talking. people are already yeah. spending that on Hiluxes. It's, it's such an interesting uh, idea to grapple with because while it is different and a lot of people uh, are used to, to rounded edges and, and sort of the traditional look of cars, well, what's happening on the inside of cars is far from traditional anymore. Mm. So I think it's about time that we shake up the, uh, the exterior as well. Yes, definitely. And look, the Cybertruck does exactly that. And look, Elon had a big task ahead of him. I mean, you're tapping into a billion, billion dollar market. Like, that's a massive market. And to be honest with you, it, it, he even said himself, he's not out to service the whole world. No. And he's released multiple patents to have granted sort of, to, to sort of empower other manufacturers to jump on board and start creating electric cars. Yeah. See, people have even pitted the recent, did you hear about the Porsche Taycan? No, I haven't. So Porsche has released an exclusive electric performance car called wow. the Porsche Taycan. Now, look, I might be wrong, but there was about 10,000 to be built. Now, I think supposedly they're all pre-sold or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. People are pitting that against the Model S. Now, wow. whilst the Model S is, un, uh, you know, the undisputable car when it comes to speed and performance and range, it does sort of, it beats the Taycan. But there was a recent sort of um, race where they sort of did launch controls and the Taycan managed to sort of just edge uh, the Model S when it came, came to continuous launches, right? Yeah, and that okay. sort of stuff. But anyway, long story short, I don't believe we should be pitting a Porsche against a Tesla because right. first of all, Porsche has and will always be 
an exclusive brand and make, right? It's yeah. it's it's for those people who've it's got a money. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the Model S, which would probably be its equivalent, the Model S P100D, the performance version, yeah. is probably half the cost of the Porsche Taycan yeah. base model. And I, I don't really think targeting the same people. No, exactly. So you just you know started the next point, which is Tesla's out to make electric mainstream, and this is why I drive one because yeah. I'm attached and I resonate with Elon's mission yeah. to make him affordable and accessible enough so that everyone can have them. And that's why he's not being selfish about the technology and making that and encouraging other manufacturers to do that sort of thing. It's, it's a movement because he sees the potential for consumers, for the planet, for the economy, not just himself, when it comes to electric vehicles and electric power. I mean, he's not just doing cars as well. Mm. Elon Musk is doing projects that involve solar and house batteries. He's doing, you know, the, the Hyperloop, which is about a whole new form of train travel. Amazing, right? And it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up being the time person of the year next year, you know, yeah. on the time cover or something, yeah. or wins a Nobel Peace Prize. Because this guy, some people question if he's even human. I mean, he's up to that many projects. <laughs> and I do remember him um, speaking candidly about how he, he ended up getting down to his, I think it was last 40 million or something like that. Yeah. Back in 2008 when Tesla was, you know, really struggling and all that. Yeah. And I think he had Solar City on the side or SpaceX or one of them. And he said to himself, you know, he treated them both like children. If you put all the money in one company, the other one will probably die. Yeah. But then if you split them up evenly and support both companies, chances are they'll either both make it or both die. And that's the approach he went with. And look where they are now. Solar City is still up and running. SpaceX is thriving. And um, Tesla has obviously climbed the newest, uh, highest levels it's reached in years. I mean, talk about demand. Uh, one guy said, oh, your demand is lessening because I think one quarter they failed to meet a certain number of sales. You know what Elon said? Whoa. He said, hey, I created a, a demand where there was none. So any demand is much more than anyone else has. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I yeah. mean, you think about it. Did you seriously consider or did any manufacturer, apart from the Chinese electric cars that have been out for years, for 20 years, which we never knew about, yeah. um, did you ever seriously consider purchasing or owning an electric car prior to Tesla? No. I'll, I mean, I, I know the people that I've talked to, my parents, you know, uh, friends, family, it's not something that's crossed their mind, but you know, talking to them about the work I've been doing with you, it's it's a conversation that more people are having because, well, you know, how many how many Teslas at the moment are in WA? Oh, there'd be a, a loads. I mean, we just took delivery of close to three hundred in, in the past couple of months. The Model Threes. Model Threes, yeah, and that is the car that is is making electric mainstream. So what you're going to see is more of those driving around, sparking people's curiosities because they're saying, like you did all those years Correct. ago, seeing that car and actually understanding what that's all about and doing something about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And what you'll find, Kai, is I've sort of anticipated that they will have the same feeling that I had, which is I own a Model 3. I'm a proud you know, owner of this car. How can I share it? Yeah. And that's where Zap comes in. Having an electric rideshare service that, that they can sign up to. And this is me not selling my business. I couldn't care less. This is about facilitating an environment where I can link up a stranger with an avid, like a, a, someone who's so enthusiastic about their car and can teach and share their knowledge of the car they've recently acquired. I mean, look, a lot of people who have recently taken delivery Model 3s will tell you that they fell in love with it because they got to basically test drive one uh, through an existing owner. Yeah. 
So Which it, doesn't happen when you go and buy a Toyota or when you go and buy, you know, a, mm, a Hyundai. Mm. Like there is there is something completely different about about Tesla and what they're doing and mm. you know it, it's not about having flashy, you know, um, sales rooms and it, it's just a completely different way of selling cars because it's mm. a completely different way of driving. And this is this is this is where you know the onus is on us as owners to to assist with Elon's plan of you know helping the planet and getting more electric cars on the road. The onus is on us to say, hey, if you're interested, if you'd like to test drive one, let me help you. Yeah. Let me get you. Let me share my car with you. And look, I'm really glad that I've been able to be a part of that because that's doing just that. It's 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 being a part of this this new project, this mm. new movement that is making more accessible and making more mainstream, making, you know, more uh, normal electric vehicles, you mm. know, Teslas and the benefits that they are creating for the people that are driving them and, you know, the world that we're living in. And to add on, Kai, to what you mentioned earlier about, um, you know, not being able to maybe afford one, it's exactly that. If you can't afford one, it's about feeling like every ride you take is a direct contribution to making a sustainable difference on the environment. One ride at a time. Yeah, one ride per time. And, and you know what? It, it takes one to start. And the more people that we can get in the cars, the more we can share them, and the more we can educate the Australian public, and indeed the government, because we're bound to get on their radar sooner or later, the, you'll find that the quicker that acceleration or advent of uh, adoption, if, if I can say, of electric vehicles will be. Yeah. And what a better place than Australia where You've got so, like I said, the cost of running a car is getting quite expensive, isn't it? it? Is. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, this is where I hope because the other thing that I wanted to um, discuss with you today is where is the Model S, Model Three, and the Model Y? We're not ticking the boxes for the average Australian who likes to camp and, mm. and you know go sure. off road and that. Yeah, this is why I put a deposit down for the Cybertruck. Yeah, because you can do it is the ultimate. It's the functionality of it. Yeah. And listeners need to know that this thing is gonna change the way that we look at electric cars. And it's also got a solar panel, which you might not have known. Wow, perfect for the Australian heart. Oh, you great. Know, summer, yeah. and, and like I said, if you, it makes sense, right? If you're going surfing all day and your cyber truck's parked there, yeah. let it absorb some sun and give yeah. you some energy, some mileage for the way home. It's very exciting. Yeah, very. And you know what? It all started, you know, driving next to that Tesla that curiosity and my involvement because I got curious about the new movement that you're creating. Mm, thank you. And like I said, it's been an honor to have someone like yourself who's, who epitomizes the very person or the target audience that, you know, the, the youth, you are very much representing the youth here in that you need to, guys, if you're curious about something or you want to really make a change in the world, it starts with you. You need to change your ways. And you've done that, Kai. And your role, as you've seen, has only grown and diversified in Zap. And yes. I believe that it will grow to new heights as we progress through the different stages and various obstacles that we're going to face, because no oh, yeah. doubt there will be there. Oh, yeah. But like the Cybertruck, we'll knock them down, <laughs> right? Very we're true. indestructible. We're going to get there. And it, like I said, it's just been a pleasure chatting to you today as well. Um, I hope I've answered your questions um, adequately. You have. Um, Thank you for your time. And we've, how many kilometers have we got to Perth? Oh, we've got tons. I mean, we've got over 275 kilometers left, and we left, you know, um, yelling up, what was it, about an hour ago. So, so we might turn the mics off 
but we're still going to be chatting for a little while. That's right, yeah. Either that or we might just chuck on autopilot and let it, let it do the driving for us. And throw some good music Yeah, out. but hey, that might be a good topic for another podcast about autopilot and self-driving. We'll see how we go. Yeah. Thanks for your time, Fred. No worries, Kai. You've been listening to How To Be Curious, produced in Perth, Western Australia. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.